Information. Truth is freedom. Is Newsmax. It's real news for real people. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. Our response, The Rob Carson Show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, in case you haven't heard, a storm is coming. It is a, uh, a storm that the, the likes the country has not seen in decades. It is epic. It is already in the uh, ramp up to the storm, claimed several victims, including Liz Cheney and uh, Adam Kinzinger. Uh, and, and it is definitely related to climate change. I'm just going to explain real quick here. Uh, the climate has changed in the last two years. Uh, people are tired of this crap, okay? So as far as transgenderism in schools and uh, sexualization of our children and CRT and an open border and, uh, and government spending and the new Green Deal and hiring age, IRS agents, the climate has definitely changed in this country to the tune that, according to ABC News, Republicans are up 21 points on Democrats in battleground states. Oh, there is going to be a storm November the 8th, there is going to be such a storm, and they are saying that uh, the Democrats could actually be swept out, swept out of the House and the Senate. So uh, that is our first storm update of the day. The climate has changed in this country. People are tired of the crap that Democrats are perpetrating on us. Do you need a couple examples? ABC's 538 registered voters favor GOP candidates 55 to 34. This is an ABC News Washington Post poll. The Republican lead is almost as big, plus uh, as a plus 24 advantage in solid GOP districts. Democrats lead by 35 in solid blue districts, but that is shrinking. Overall in House races, registered voters favor Republicans. And then there's this. This is from our friends. At Convention of States, Trafalgar, they are spot on with regard to uh, being pollsters. The 2016 election, 2018, 2020, 2021, uh, 2022, uh, they have been accurate uh, uh, more so than most. And it looks like 77% of voters say they're not voting for candidates who support Democrat policies preventing police from effectively dealing with, dealing with violent crime. 77% of voters say they're not voting for candidates who support Democrat policies preventing police from effectively dealing with violent crime. 95.6% of voters say they're less likely to vote for a candidate who supports policies which prevent police from detaining criminals charged with violent crimes such as kidnapping and armed robbery. 76.9% say not likely at all. 18% uh, not very likely, according to uh, this poll by Trafalgar and Convention of States. There's no preventing the storm at this point. There's no backing up. There's no excuse-making. There's no relenting. There's no mind-changing. There's no uh, changing your stance as a Democrat. There's no suddenly saying you are for funding a police because uh, you scribed yourself. 
You've scribed yourself. And now you're going to have to endure the coming storm. But, of course, that doesn't prevent Democrats from spewing more nonsense. Then, of course, there's the other storm, the one that we're all concerned about, the one that we're all praying about, the one who many of us have friends in the eye of the storm in, uh, in Florida, uh, Hurricane Ian. And yet the Democrat Party, in all of its uh, just, I mean, yes. just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they, they take advantage of situations. And they see a storm in Florida that could hit the shore as a, uh, a Category 5 or certainly a Category 4. These have become increasingly rare, by the way. Have you noticed how quiet it's been? I remember 1993. I remember Hurricane Andrew. And it's been pretty quiet. There are big storms, but they are not more frequent and they aren't more severe. But the Democrat Party is going to use this storm and its destruction and its displacement of people to uh, tout the Green Energy New Deal. Now, I mentioned that uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre said, I mean, literally last week, she said that by passing, against the will of the American people, the Inflation Reduction Act, which has nothing to do with reducing inflation. It has everything to do with New Deal green payouts. Barack Obama did the same thing. He had an infrastructure plan, $786 billion, most of it to green energy and infrastructure. And it did a face plant. And they took the money and it went to unions and it it shored up retirement accounts for those who have retirement accounts, unlike you and me. And Solyndra went out of business. And oddly enough, after that $786 billion uh, still, only 1% of Americans have electric cars. It's weird that way, isn't it? It's kind of strange that way. But here is KJP last week saying that this, uh, this marvelous, you know, uh, giant spending plan that has $500 billion for more green energy bullcrap is, is literally going to stop the storm. It could have been a Category 6, I guess, which they haven't even invented. But because of Joe Biden's uh, glorious inflation reduction, well, it's only going to be a Cat 4, maybe a Cat 5. And it is one of the most, the most historic investment to fight climate change. As we are talking about extreme weather, I've gotten multiple questions on Puerto Rico and what the people, people of Puerto Rico, our brothers and sisters, are going through. Oh, they're brothers and sisters all of a sudden. Uh, what, what may happen in this hurricane season, a lot of that is, is going to uh, be helped uh, by the work that this president has done, bipartisan. Okay, there you go, you know, I don't know what you're worried about. Of course, I, I am uh, being tongue-in-cheek. Get the hell out of there. Obviously. But KJP just said that the uh, storm season was going to be less because they passed against the will of the American people the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, and here's Amy Klobuchar. She's a senator. She is a senator. And, and she actually said that uh, uh, vote Democrat and you will stop hurricanes from happening. Listen, they, nobody's even died yet, and the Democrats are capitalizing on this. This is honestly this is this is this is the reason why the, the statistics I just read about the st- coming storm for Democrats, and, and why that's going to be much bigger 
This was one of the main reasons. Listen to this nonsense. I think this is on Morning Joe, where uh, Joe Scarborough, who used to fill in for Rush Limbaugh, I know, and what the hell, he sold his soul for a piece of something. Anyway, here's Amy Klobuchar. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. We've got to win in the midterms. We understand that. But none of that has stopped us from deciding we're going to put our differences aside and get some things. What the hell is she talking about? On the eve of what could be the first Cat 4, Cat 5 hurricane to hit Florida in a very long time, this awful person is more focused on the election. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterm. What the hell does that have to do with any stinking thing? We understand that, but none of that has stopped us from deciding we're going to put our differences aside and get some things done. Yeah, and uh, and the dear leader, Joe Biden, he says that uh, this is an ideal opportunity to get rid of 130 million doses of vaccine that nobody wants. Only 1% of the American population has gotten the latest round of vaccines, but he still has 130 million doses that they've already bought and paid for. Pfizer and Moderna already made their money. All the Democrats down the uh, pipeline have all made their money. But Joe Biden thinks the most important thing with regard to this hurricane that's going to have an 18 to 20 foot storm surge is to get your vaccination. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Even though your house is underwater and your family is displaced and electricity is going to be out for weeks and everything, at least you'll be protected from COVID. Oh, actually, no, the vaccine doesn't do that. I I was wrong. I was wrong about that. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's an Al Gore scam. Climate change, please. Yes, it's only an Al Gore scam. Just a climate change fantasy. You gotta vote for Democrats. It's all liberal make-believe to destroy the economy. Wow. It's a sinister Al Gore scheme to spread grief and cause misery. $10 a gallon gas and no electricity. And they also uh, capitalize on school shootings. No shame. As I show on Meet the Press, I've got no shame. I must confess I'm a big fat mess. It's a global warming scheme, just as phony as it can be. But it's making a billionaire out of hypocrites like me. Watch your power bill triple soon. Oh, this winter's going to be bad. Say goodbye to your SUV. Just wait till we confiscate your new HDTV. No, no. 
All right, so uh, we've got some more um, uh, audio coming up. Don Lemon, Lemon getting shot down by uh, by a guy. No, not in a bathroom trying to pick him up. Uh, a guy who actually is with the National Weather Service. Uh, and then also uh, Joy Reid. Uh, she's talking about uh, global warming and all that stuff. And uh, and then and then Joe Biden, after calling you and me fascists and enemies of the state, now he wants to kiss and make up. We've got all that coming up and your phone calls, particularly you guys in Florida. You're to the head of the line. We'd love to hear what's going on. 800-922-6680. This is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. cities they told us to hate america is founded well we're not only saying no we're saying hell no it's the rob carson show that's why we've got to win this midterm we just did something about climate change for the first time in decades that's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on florida we got to win in the midterms you know it, 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 it's kind of funny i think the timeline's moving back because it used to be that the day after a mass shooting like at a school or something a democrat party would immediately start sounding off on gun control uh gun safety they had to change the name of the gun safety legislation all that they had to change uh, pro-abortion to pro-choice you know that that's how they do it they had to change it from liberal to uh, progressive progressive uh and now and now uh, you know, they kind of moved uh, toward the uh, during the mass shooting before the bodies had been cleaned up. We saw that in like Buffalo, New York, where the guy went into the grocery store and Democrats were called for uh, uh, common sense gun safety legislation while the bodies were still on the ground. Now they've taken it to a new level. They're calling for uh, uh, climate change and more uh, legislation before the storm hits. I mean, bravo. This is like that, that movie Minority Board with the pre-crime kind of thing. It's like, it's like wanna st- let's just start pushing uh, big government solutions to problems that haven't arrived yet because we know they're coming and we want to get ahead of the Republicans on this. And, and again, if you haven't heard, the most important thing about this, uh, this storm that could displace Tens of thousands of people, it already has actually in Florida, could bring an 18-foot storm surge unlike we've never seen before. Uh, This after a really, really, really quiet storm season. I mean, nothing coming in off of the Atlantic coast. This one's coming up through the Gulf. It's a little bit different. They're hitting the the inside uh, of Florida and then going across to the Atlantic Ocean. A little bit different. But the Democrats, of course, are saying that this is unprecedented, even though... This happens. Uh, it has in the past. 1993, Hurricane Andrew. Don't believe me. Just look it up. Just look it up. I did, uh, I did all sorts of food and potable water drives for that uh, when I lived in the middle of the country. But here is uh, Joe Biden talking about the most important thing. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster. No, 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 no. There's a lot more things uh, more important than getting a vaccine that doesn't work. Uh, Everything, actually, is more important than getting a vaccine that doesn't work. So, and plus also Joe Biden said that we are no longer in a pandemic. It's over and all that. So, how's that still a big deal? I just kind of figured it out here. Kind of. Trying to figure it out. Don Lemon had uh, Jamie Rome, I guess. He's from uh, NOAA Weather Radar or whatever the hell. Anyway, talking about uh, Don Lemon tried to rope him in to believe it. 
Sounds kind of weird with Don Lemon. He might be up for that. Anyway, rope him into believing that, uh, you know, this is all caused by climate change, man-made global warming, global cooling, hold the ozone, the world's going to end, et cetera. Uh, so, listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think, yeah, you know, they're not, they're not really actually, Don, you're high. But uh, go ahead and answer the question. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative uh, climate change. That'd be kind of like, I don't know, looking at one school shooting and saying that guns are the problem across the board. Uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay. Well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there. And these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to intensify. No, no. I remember Galveston, the turn of the last century. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on about storms. And I live in uh, Tornado Alley, by the way. And the last few years, uh, no tornadoes. It's kind of weird. And I had some uh, jerkweed uh, call me a, a couple months ago. Oh, it's because the Tornado Alley has moved to Maryland or something. I don't know what the hell it is. So they got to come up with something. But it's calmer here. We haven't had any big thunderstorms uh, in a couple of years. It's climate change. No, no, it just happens. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy because in the bread basket of America where I live, they always manage to be able to produce corn and soybeans and wheat and sorghum and all the things you grow every single year, even when there's a dry year one year or a cold year, then a wet year the next year. Uh, it, it hasn't shifted all the farming to Maryland. You see, but this is what uh, the Democrats do. They take one incident, one storm, and they realize you have a very short attention span and they want to capitalize on it. So Amy Klobuchar, before the storm even hits, is saying that, well, see, you got to vote for Democrats because, you know, the storm's coming and the Democrats and doesn't make any sense. And then Corinne Jean-Pierre last last week said, thank God we passed the Inflation Reduction Act because the storm's going to be less. Really? See, the amazing thing is we're not stupid. And that crap used to fly, but it doesn't anymore. That's why uh, Republicans are up 21 points on Democrats in battleground districts. When you look at individual districts, uh, Republicans are about ready to keelhaul the Democrats in November. And then you see this other poll, 77% of voters say they're not voting for candidates who support Democrat policies preventing police from effectively dealing with violent crime. And Democrats still support those. They still do. They're just saying suddenly they're pro-police to get elected. That's what they do. Because they're just, I mean, they're awful, awful people. And the Democrat Party has to be swept from power in November. And it's going to have to be introspective to save itself. Otherwise, bye-bye. Same way with the FBI. It's going to have to be very, very introspective about changing the upper echelons of power. Or it's going bye-bye. It's going bye-bye. Here's that Joy Reid, and of course she uses the uh, the hurricane bearing down on Florida to uh, go after Ron DeSantis uh, for uh, sending 48 illegals to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Listen to this. Just a thought. When it's a, and, and, and be careful about attacking people who have to move to save their own lives and safety because you never know when it's your people that have to move, when it's your people who have to migrate, when it's your people who have to get on that road. Um, so just, just, just a thought. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, legal residents of the state of Florida getting out of the way of a storm versus people who come from Central and South America and Mexico and all over the world because of Joe Biden's open border policy. Not because of climate change. Give me an example of climate change that's causing them to come here from all over the world. 
Why would they come here if we've got climate change and we've got a, a hurricane that's uh, unprecedented, the worst ever, because climate change? Why in the hell would anybody come here? We're in the middle of climate change. You see, it doesn't make any sense. And all you have to do is back up, look at it with common sense, life experience, and an attitude like, these people lie about every damn thing. They want to make little boys and little girls and vice versa. And we expect to believe them on climate change, which they change from global cooling and global warming? Dear Lord. Oh, I've got much more. Much more, including a gas pipeline uh, exploding suddenly. I've got great theories on that coming up. It's Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the uh, Nord Stream 2 pipeline, there were two explosions. It's uh, spewing uh, 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 natural gas into the ocean, and it's an environmental disaster. And I'm going to be talking about that very shortly. Uh, And there's a lot of uh, debate about whether it was sabotaged and who in their right mind would sabotage a pipeline. And then I got to thinking about Joe Biden the first day he was in office. So there's that. Kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff to say on that, and I think it might even change your mind a little bit if you think, hey, you know, just these, these explosions, they just happen, they just happen. Yeah, it's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here at all. So I got that uh, coming up on the show. I got, uh, what else do I got here? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in uh, uh, Virginia, uh, there's this group called the Pride Liberation Project. And what they have done is they are now wholesale uh, promoting uh, and encouraging children to uh, leave school, uh, to uh, break school rules, um, and, and do a statewide protest so that trans kids can go in the opposite bathroom. Uh, And I've got some thoughts on that, too. One of them is uh, you're not in the position to demand anything and get your asses to your classes. That's what I'd say if I was uh, Glenn Youngkin. That's what I'd say. And then I'd get in touch with all their parents. And then I would, uh, you know, make sure they get some serious in-school suspension. And not like the cool in-school suspension like in the breakfast club. Little, uh, Little wink to my generation there. So... That's all. Uh, that's all coming up, uh, and then also want to get into the uh, the uh, economy, and because it's terrible, in case you didn't know. But uh, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, this is what Joe Biden has been saying about uh, MAGA Republicans for the last couple of months. Uh, it really shifted into high gear when he uh, ordered the FBI, or, or at least talked to the FBI in like February or March of this year about uh, classified documents in Mar-a-Lago. And then the FBI went and did a wholesale raid of Mar-a-Lago, even though uh, Donald Trump had every right to have all of those documents. Uh, Joe Biden knew it was going to happen. He may not have known it was the day that he went on vacation. Sure, whatever. But uh, we got that going. Um it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden started calling. He said he called a semi-fascist, a MAGA Republican, semi-fascist. And, and then he sent out a word that all of a sudden January 6th is the big issue. January 6th happened two years ago. People are being overpunished. One guy got beaten nearly to death, lost an eye in jail. He's still in jail, by the way, in January 6th. No trial. Uh, frequently denied uh, fresh water, toiletries, uh, counsel. Religious and legal, family visits, etc. 
There's that. And then, and then Joe Biden started calling us all sorts of other names. White supremacists. Well, we've been called white supremacists forever, right? We're used to that. All of these things. He called us fascists like a month before the mainstream media started calling the first female prime minister of Italy a fascist. And she spoke at CPAC earlier this year, delivered a marvelous speech. And she's like totally down with real conservatism. And uh, Donald Trump's plan for America, but she wanted to bring it to Italy. And she won. I mean, a majority. Landslide. Kaboom. Crazy. It's like maybe Joe Biden might have seen that coming, so he started using the same verbiage, knowing that our election was coming up November the 8th. Kind of interesting that way. And we see how it turned out for uh, Georgia Maloney. Got to say it that way. Georgia Maloney in Italy. It's kind of cool. But here's a, just a little montage, a little montage of the Democrats and uh, Joe Biden uh, literally declaring war. I'm not joking. Using words of war against a very large percentage of the population. Not a very good idea, by the way. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Did you know, I mean, this is kind of weird, but you know that a lot of uh, liberals are married to MAGA Republicans. There are a lot of family gatherings. There are MAGA Republicans in them. They don't exist on an island, by the way. Rights and economic. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Now, we want to save it. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Why is this such a big deal if it's just the big lie? Why, why are you so worried about this? I mean, this is a settled science, right? The election wasn't stolen. Bill Barr, on November the 9th of 2020, said we're not going to do any investigation. No investigation. He called it off completely. The just, Justice Department called it off completely. November the 9th, Bill Barr, who's trying to sell books now. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. It was like they almost didn't even listen to the people who had sworn affidavits that the election was stolen and all the video evidence and all of the uh, the tracing the, the the tracing with the cell phone data and all of the mules it's it's just it, he just shut it down november the 9th kind of weird he is a defeated former president we just have to vote 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 and make sure no one ever has the opportunity to steal an election again well that's kind of strange isn't it right it's almost like trying to cover something up but yesterday, here's Joe Biden. He decided he wanted to kiss and mag up, I guess. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. Um, this is my, an observation here real quick. When a woman decides a relationship is over, there is nothing you're going to do to change her mind. You can beg and you can plead and you can down on your knees and you can say, please, oh God, oh God, I promise I'll be better. But when she reaches that point that it's over... You're done. You, you better move on with your life, son, because it is over. That same dynamic is happening right now, certainly with MAGA Republicans and Joe Biden and the Democrats, but a, a very large group of Americans, 70-plus percent on both sides of the political equation, are saying, and quote me, we're done. We're done. So there's no reconciliation. There's no, oh, son of a gun, what were we thinking about opening that border and bringing all that fentanyl in? My God, and, and what were we thinking about defunding those police and looking the other way as American cities burn in 2020? I mean, these are things that happen. 
oh no 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 we've we've broken up with the democrat party and we've we've broken up with this marxist socialist dream of the class of 1968 but here's joe biden trying to win us back we have to remember who in god's name we are we've kind of forgotten it we're the united states of america I've never been more optimistic in my life about our project. You hear the crickets in the background? I think that's his crowd. I mean, seriously, listen to the crickets. There is simply nothing, nothing beyond our capacity to get done. Yeah, you know, we're not going to help you now because you, you wanted us dead. I mean, you wanted us wiped off them. You wanted us imprisoned. You wanted us uh, gotten rid of. We're enemies of the state. Uh, no, 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 we're done. We're, we've moved on. If we do it together. So God bless you all and pray that we come figure out how to come together better than we have so far because a lot of people's lives and futures depend upon it and i'm confident i'm absolutely confident we can get it done yeah i think god we're bless done. you all and may yeah. god protect our troops yeah, you know uh, <laughs> i'm not thinking god's on your side there buddy i i, I really don't but uh yeah, again, we're kind of we're kind of done because see, this is what you did. These are what your words wrought against the American people and an 18-year-old young man in in North Dakota run over by a man who was uh was he said he was a this kid was a mega Republican. He was threatening them. Ran him over. Ran him over with his car. But uh, this is what you've done, Mr. President, and this is why there's no going back for you. This means war. That is where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. There is an old. Now this is a, they're talking about uh, MAGA Republicans because you see Joe Biden declared war on us. Yeah, so I, I thought you should. This is what happens. So right, MAGA um, contention in this country that wants to overthrow the U.S. government. It is a danger to our democracy. It is a danger to our way of life. The MAGA movement is a threat. The extremists that we're dealing with every single day, we've got to kill and confront that movement. Clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms. Obviously, Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. We don't separate right-wing extremists and Republican Party anymore. I see this as a party, uh, a MAGA party, that uh, no longer is confident that they can win elections with votes and so now they're seeking to enact their political will through violence. This is literally what conservative white folks do when they don't get their way. They turn violent. Yeah, um, um, well, you see, you're, you're talking war. And uh, you appear to have uh, actually, um, you, 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 you've declared war on us, you see. Uh, and after we hear all that it, and, and go through all that suffering and, and the, you know, the attacks on conservatives that started when Donald Trump was running for office and then the violence on Inauguration Day in the summer of 2020 and, and what's happened since January the 6th, January 6th, inside job. It's going to come out. It's an inside job. The FBI was involved with it. It's got to come out. I mean, you, you think, oh, the FBI, they covered up Hunter Biden's laptop with Facebook and Twitter. Oh, you know, they wouldn't certainly do something like, I don't know, infiltrate January the 6th to throw the election after they threw the election and tried to throw the election in 2016 with the Russian dossier that the FBI was involved in to the tune of uh, millions of dollars with Hillary Clinton. But certainly they wouldn't mess with the election of 2020, and they certainly wouldn't mess with January the 6th. After all that, let's listen to the, the president's words again yesterday. We have to remember who in God's name we are. We've kind of forgotten it. We're the United States of America. I've never been more optimistic in my life about our prospects. Oh, me too. But you're not a part of that future anymore. There is simply nothing, nothing beyond our capacity to get done if we do it together. 
So God bless you all and pray that we come. You know, don't even uh, don't even say the word God after what you've done to us. I think the uh, the words of Andrew Breitbart ring more true now than ever. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us yeah. potential Timothy McVeigh's. Mm. F- you. Yeah. War. It's, uh, it's time to put all the Democrat stuff out on the street. Uh, throw it out the uh, second floor window because we're uh, we're breaking up. We're done. We're done. Bye bye. Uh, there's no coming back. You you've used us and abused us. You've ruined the country. You've ruined the economy. You look at the um, the majority of Americans say they're being forced to search for extra work as inflation increases the cost of uh, living. Sixty nine percent of Americans say they're actively looking for extra hours at work to pay the bills. And this on the heels of uh, a massive performance by Sir Elton John at the White House. Tone deaf performance by Elton John. Then a, a week or two ago, James Taylor goes to the White House. They do a big celebration for the Inflation Reduction Act on the same day it shows that inflation 40-year high. Yeah, there's no, there's no making up anymore. We've, we've moved on. Come get your stuff. Get the hell out. Because you're done. You're done. And we're done with you. We're done with the, uh, the oligarchs like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. We're done with those, the squad, uh, with those who would defund the police. We are done with those who would tear down statues because a guy was killed in Minneapolis. We are done with those who want to erase our history. We are done with those who kneel during the national anthem instead of standing it, despite the fact that brothers in arms of all colors have died for this country for the last 150-plus years. We're done. We're breaking up. November 8th. Come and get your bleep because you're moving out. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. I felt we're at war. A hundred percent. This is war, however you want to describe it. It's a war in your... It's a war in your common sense. Jim Brewer. It's a war on the control of your life. It's the war... On your spirituality, it's the war of your conscience and your mind. And it's not a game. It's real. And unfortunately, humanity doesn't believe that evil exists. And boy, does it exist. Oh, yeah. It does. And you'd be horrified when you realize where they're all located. Uh, D.C. And I'm not sure some people can handle that. But I think the ones that can are very ready. Very ready. They're done. We're done. Did you hear what he just said there? 
we're done. It's time for the, uh, the adults to take charge. That's going to happen. It's happening right now. We have to be vigilant. Let's go to Vin in Santa Cruz, the home of glorious KSCO, one of our uh, affiliates. Uh, Vin, welcome to the show. What's going on? All right, let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz. Buster, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking my call. You know, the parallel between what's happening now yep. and Nazi Germany, uh, Germany prior to World War II is blowing me away, Rob. I, know. I mean, here's where I'm coming from. It looks like these radical Democrats are a lot like the brown shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm really getting worried out here, Rob. I think they're going to start rounding up uh, Trump supporters, or are they already doing that? Well, they certainly uh, tried to do that with Mark Hoke, the uh, the pro-life uh, protester in Pennsylvania. They did that with Donald Trump. They did that with other Trump supporters. They did that with Peter Navarro. They've done that with Roger Stone. Uh, they're going to try. But see, there's 70 million of us, and uh, we own about a half a billion firearms. So there's that, Buster. Oh, I sure hope it doesn't come down to it. Well, me too. To, yeah, you know, we're going to have to do something, Rob. This is really getting scary. Because well, we're going to do it. It's already done. The American people have already broken up with the Democrat Party, and, and the hell is coming on November the 8th. They are, as I said, and you recall this, Buster, I said things were going to get really weird. The Democrats were going to try all sorts of stuff because they don't care. They would rather have the country. Joe Biden and Barack Obama would rather have the country go down in flames. I'm not kidding. Taken over by somebody else, perhaps China. Done. USA off the face of the earth. They'd rather do that than see Republicans back in power. I wish I were kidding, but everything they're doing right now would say just like that. Look at the economy. Look at crime. Look at the border. Look at all of the things they've ushered in that are destroying the country, Bruster, and try to convince me otherwise. No, it's amazing. The parallel reminds me so much. I hate to say it. Reminds me of Hitler and his gang. Well, let's see. We had uh, 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 the the, uh, uh, inauguration. Uh, There was the evening of the inauguration. There were burning dumpsters pushed through store windows and windows smashed in businesses in uh, in Washington, D.C. The same thing happened the uh, summer of 2020. Oh, they call that like a night of broken glass. Oh, wait, that's called Kristallnacht. And then and then there was an election. And uh, suddenly on November the 9th, the the then head of the AG uh, or or, uh, the uh, the DOJ, uh, Bill Barr said that November the 9th, there would be no investigation by the DOJ of election fraud. It will be. And so, and even, by the way, we couldn't say anything about it on social media. And the mainstream media declared it was over. And if you said that you thought the election was stolen or well, there was election chicanery, then uh, then you were a denier. Okay? Then you were, uh, you believed in the big lie and all that stuff. And so when a million Trump supporters went to Washington, D.C. to peacefully assemble and get infiltrated by 14 left leading groups and the FBI, uh, and then were allowed to go into the Capitol, and the Capitol was able to reopen, and they painted it as the worst uh, attack on the U.S. since 9-11, and then it turned out it wasn't. It almost sounds a little bit like the, the Reichstag, which is what Hitler did uh, to the parliament to uh, convince the people of Germany that the, the opposition party were the ones who did it. It's kind of weird, the, the parallels. Wouldn't you say there, Buster? Yeah, no, it's amazing, Rob. And, you know, 
I know a bit about World War II because my, both my folks were over there in Europe. Uh, my yep. mother basically had nothing to eat. They starved in France when the Nazis came in. All right, Buster, listen, and, I got I to gotta run. I got to run, brother. I appreciate it. We are up against the time. A hard break. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show one more hour of the show today and we've got so much to get to and i maybe we need to make this show four hours i don't know uh or maybe just do another hour we'll work we'll work on it but i promise you you will uh you'll enjoy and, and hope we'll be informed by the uh, the next hour the last hour of the show today uh devastated floridians return to see the horror of what's left uh uh, it was, you know, obviously it's not over. It's got a long way to go. Hurricane Ian uh, hit the uh, the west in the middle of Florida, went across the state, is in the process of going across the state. Uh, authorities are saying there could be uh, hundreds of uh, casualties. Of course, it's uh, it's it's horrific. It's horrific. Um, but we are seeing, I think, we're not seeing a void of leadership or a crisis of leadership like we did, I don't know, in 2005 with Hurricane Andrew. Uh, it appears that Ron DeSantis has been uh, ahead of it. And it also appears, finally, uh, the federal government has decided not to be petty. And they're actually uh, putting their backs into the effort uh, with FEMA. I'll tell you, by the way, don't give money to FEMA. Uh, that's a government agency. They're funded. Don't do that. Uh, if I were going to make pot, there are some agencies in Florida that I would consider. I don't think it's necessary to give money to FEMA. Uh, you make up your own mind. I'm just I, I a couple places I wouldn't give money. I wouldn't give money to uh, FEMA. I would give money to uh, the Salvation Army. Um, but you know, uh, follow. I'm not going to try to guide your money anywhere. I just you know, uh, I know that if if we're willing to come out and give five hundred thousand dollars to somebody on GoFundMe, certainly we can come up with a lot more to help out those who are uh, really really hurting right now. And I I can't imagine Florida has been through this. Don't get me wrong, but this one is uh, this is epic. I, I'm from Tornado Alley, and um, and I've seen the damage that a tornado can cause. And I've I've been actually in a in my home in a in a cave. We had a shelter outside, like in the movie uh, Twister. We had one of those, and uh, and so I've seen the uh, the horror of a of a tornado passing over your house and tearing down trees. I've never had to sit through 155 mile an hour winds for hours. Nobody can begin to comprehend that. Uh, tornadoes are devastating. They're terrifying. They're the stuff of nightmares. But most tornadoes don't hit anything. When you got a hurricane, and I was having to talk to somebody about this yesterday, it's the size of Texas. Uh, to get to one side or the other, a hurricane be a 12-hour drive. That's the storm. Tornadoes on their worst, a mile wide. 
So uh, it's uh, it's epic. It is epic, and uh, they're sending in Chinook helicopters. They're doing everything they can right now uh, to pick up the pieces while things have kind of quieted down. So uh, Godspeed, God bless. Hands clasped. Hands clasped, for sure. <sighs> Got a lot of things I want to get to uh, this hour. Let's talk a little bit about the economy, a little bit about the economy. The economy is kind of... Um, Sucking wind, and uh, I was noticing uh, there's been some talk that the uh, recession that we're in, by the way, but suddenly isn't a recession because Joe Biden is in office. Uh, the recession is on, and it looks like things are going to get a whole lot worse. This is economist Stanley Drunkenmiller, Drunkenmiller, not Drunkenmiller, uh, talking on CNBC about what's coming next year. If we don't have a recession in 23, don't know the timing, but certainly by the end of 23. I will not be surprised if it's not larger than the so-called average garden variety. They're saying it's going to be a lot worse than just a recession. And by the way, we're already in a recession. And I don't rule out, not my forecast, but I don't rule out something really bad. Why? Mm. Because if you look at the liquidity situation that has driven this, um, we're going to go from all this QE to QT we're following an asset bubble. Um, we've been doing all this uh, running down on the SBR, which is now, that's the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Yes. It's now below 84 levels. There is that. Even though, obviously, oil consumption is much higher. Now, here is an Obama economist, Larry Summers, talking on a uh, panel about uh, when Donald Trump was the president and what he left. Basically had inflation under control huh. for 40 years, despite the fact that the price of oil fluctuated, despite the fact that there were all kinds... Uh, record low inflation while Donald Trump was the president, uh, between 1% and 2%. ...of uh, supply shocks. With Obama's about 8% at its height. Um, we lost the... No, no, it was closer to 10 at one point. Bread. Uh, along with many other countries, um, about a year and a half ago, with massively expansionary policies relative to the size of the GDP gap. The fiscal stimulus was five times as large as it had been during the financial crisis. What are we going to do? We're going to comb through his entire statement, find the. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, you know. I mentioned yesterday, 65% of us are looking for more work. Christmas is coming. And uh, this is going to be a tough one for a lot of people. So, we suffer through this. We suffer through this. We soldier on. And we look forward to uh, November the 8th. To November the 8th. Um, I, I, I saw a couple of things I want to share with you um, that I think are very important. Uh, I worry about um, my family, those who've had uh, COVID vaccines. Um, I uh, didn't want my kids to take them. They took them. And then, then that's their decision. That's their decision. My wife took her uh, COVID vaccine. I did not take a COVID vaccine because I had uh, a mitocardial infarction when I was 31 years old. And the reason being is I had uh, a strep and I threw a blood clot. And uh, it was weird because I, one day I'm bitch pressing 400 pounds. The next day I'm told not to push too hard in the bathroom. That's weird when, when they do that, you know, and they tell you, yeah, don't push too hard. You're putting a strain on your heart, you know. 
So I had to start out uh, walking on a treadmill at one mile an hour. And uh, and then had to fight back from that. It was it was it was uh, rough, to say the least, as a thirty-one-year-old man. But uh, I go to the gym and I don't worry about it anymore. Used to I had to carry a nitroglycerin in my pocket for a year. That's fun, you know. And you start having pa- phantom pains. You're like, oh boy, oh my god, is that a pain? Is that was I working out? Yes, I feel it's a pain in my chest. And then your then your mind starts going. Then it starts to get worse, and you realize it's all psychosomatic. It's all making yourself do that. Kind of weird. A little aside. I just thought I'd share that with you. That's why I didn't get the vaccine. But uh, yesterday I saw um, Dr. Christina Galley, director of the Los Angeles County Department of uh, Health Services. And she revealed that, and we've heard this before, and, and from the beginning of uh, COVID, I've always said it was overplayed. Uh, even Deborah Burke said it was overplayed for the election. Uh, and then it was overplayed by globalists and others who wanted to uh, gain control, shut down the economy, make people dependent. I can go on and on. Uh, and, and someday we will have to have Nuremberg trials for the people who perpetrated this on all of us. Anyway, this uh, Dr. Christina Gailey revealed, now we've heard this before, people go into the hospital. And, and remember, with the, the emergency rooms were full of people with COVID. Well, I never went to an emergency room here that was ever filled with people from, with COVID. And there were never any body pits behind uh, Walmart. There were never any body pits behind Home Depot that they stayed open. Liquor stores stayed open the whole deal. Uh, there were no body pits or no uh, class action lawsuits against the, uh, you know, Walmart for keeping the stores open. Uh, duh. Listen. Pay attention. Worst pandemic ever. Where are the body pits? Come on, guys. So anyway, uh, they, some people just show up, and they they will. Uh, and and uh, the previous CDC director, um, uh, Robert, uh, drawn a blank on his name. Anyway, he said there was a perverse incentive for hospitals to diagnose COVID, and it was money. It was money. So people go in with a broken ankle to the hospital, get tested positive for COVID. PCR tests tend to give false positives for, uh, you know, for a while. It happens all the time. And so they'd say, oh, positive COVID test. You need to get in the hospital and be hospitalized for COVID, and we need to get paid. I mean, we need to heal you. How many do you suppose went to the hospital who didn't have COVID, who ended up getting diagnosed and treated for COVID, even though they didn't go there for it? Well, I'll just go ahead and play the soundbite and let you freak out over it. Here it is. On the number of COVID-19 inpatients, what, and you may have said it, and I apologize if you did, so you may have to repeat it. What percentage were admitted for COVID and what percentage were admitted and then tested positive for COVID? This is for the four DHS hospitals. Where and she's still wearing a mask yesterday. Where we do the manual chart reviews to look at that. 10% are admitted to the hospital for COVID and 90% are there for incidental finding, but they're primarily there for another reason. Whoa. Did you just hear that? I need you to I need you to stop, rewind, pause, play. To look at that, 10% are admitted to the hospital for COVID and 90% are there for incidental finding, but they're primarily there for another reason. Oh, there you go. 90% of people going to the hospital for something else ended up getting diagnosed with COVID and treated for COVID because somebody got paid. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Johns Hopkins at Harvard have found that COVID-19 vaccines are 98 times worse than the virus. What? Yeah. 
A new preprint study by nine health experts from major universities showed that COVID-19 vaccines are 98, uh, 98 times worse than the virus and a mandatory booster vaccination in college is ethnically unjustifiable. The uh, Social Science Research Network, SSRN, in September titled COVID-19 Vaccine Boosters for Young Adults, a Risk-Benefit Analysis and Five Ethical Arguments Against Mandates at Universities. By the way, this is for younger people, by the way. For every one COVID hospitalization prevented in previously uninfected adults, 18 to 98 actual serious adverse events have been caused. Meaning, uh, you know, maybe uh, mitocarditis. And it's kind of weird. Here's a hospital in New York, and, and hospitals run ads. And what they do is they, they try to convince you, hey, man, if you're going to have this, why don't you come here and get treated for it? And oddly enough, out of nowhere, this season, they need to run ads for children with mitocarditis. I've been into fashion since I can remember. But one day, I had a stomachache so bad, I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen. Something called myocarditis. Oh, this happens all the time. Oh, no, never. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. And then, of course, she goes to her mom and tugs on her shirt sleeve and says, Hey, Mom, uh, I think we need to go to... uh, I think we need to go to the hospital because it might have mitocarditis. That's how that works. I've got a nurse on the other side of this break who uh, who shares her story uh, in a hearing with regard to uh, the vaccine and vaccine injuries. And I'm not saying everybody who got the vaccine is vaccine injured. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that the government has hocked a lot of vaccines for people who never freaking needed it. And there's only one reason for it. Ka-ching. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's The Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Mark Meckler, Convention of States, is going to talk about uh, 77% of Americans will not vote... For somebody who supports uh, Democrat failed policies of defunding the police and, uh, and all of the other nonsense they've done to uh, tie the hands of law enforcement in Democrat cities around the country. Uh, people are mad, and uh, there's, no, uh, there's no kissing and naked up, kids. Not happening. Uh, real quick, I did get a note from uh, Beth. And Beth has a son who attends uh, Community College of Baltimore County. And uh, they still make the kids wear idiotic masks in class. Uh, in class where uh, there are 10 or more people in the room, they are still requiring people to wear stupid masks. And I want to call out the Community College of Baltimore. If you know anybody there, just say, hey, nothing against Community College of Baltimore. But whoever's in charge of deciding that kids need to wear masks in class need to be fired. Because everybody knows now, after all of the nonsense that we went through, that wearing a cloth mask on your face to prevent COVID is about as effective as wearing a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. 
So uh, she uh, writ, Beth uh, wrote the school and said, uh, what the heck is going on? And, uh, and uh, so uh, she hasn't gotten any satisfaction from that, but uh, has said, hey, man, why are you doing anything? Uh, when is the CCBC going to re- reevaluate the universal mask policy in the school? What is the policy? So says the, the current, this is their response, current protocols require masking in all classrooms on campus have been in effect since the beginning of COVID. Well, get rid of them, doofus. Um, the college continues to monitor the COVID positivity rate in Maryland, Baltimore County, CCBC specifically. You know what? I don't care, Dr. Eckhart. Get rid of the stupid masks. They've always been a joke. Thanks for the note, Beth. I hope that does something. Uh, And again, if you know anybody at the Community College of Baltimore, uh, nothing against you, but whoever's in charge of this idiotic ruling uh, needs to be fired. Or at least given something else to do. Toilets need to be cleaned. Uh, This is a nurse, Tony Bettner. Talking about uh, kids and uh, mitocarditis, what she has seen, she has testified a couple of times at Clinton County Commission meetings, and I'm going to let her do the talking. Tony Bittner, I came before you guys a year ago. I'm a nurse, or at least I was, at Rady Children's in the cardiovascular intensive care unit until Nathan and his misinformation pandemic caused me to lose my job. Huh. I took care of those children who came in with myocarditis after the vaccine. And I talked to the doctors because I was a charge nurse saying, why aren't we reporting these to VAERS? Who is going to report these to VAERS? It was an unspoken thing that we were not allowed to talk about openly on the unit. VAERS is Vaccine Adverse Reaction site, by the way. I've worked for 13 years in this community, taking care of some of the sickest patients. The day before I was taken away from my position, I was actively giving compressions to a child, pushing Abby, pushing calcium into his veins to keep him alive. And we did. And he went home. And yet, I was ridiculed by those who are supposed to be my colleagues and my friends. I am the face of your misinformation campaign, Nathan. I am the one who lost my career in pediatric cardiovascular ICU care. I took care of children who had COVID. I never got COVID in the hospital. I tested twice a week. I wore my PPE because I loved my job. And I loved this community. Anyone who was fired for not getting vaccinated uh, needs to be reinstated with back pay. This includes all military members. And those who perpetrated all this nonsense on us need to be tried in court. We need to find out where this bloody vi- this, 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 uh, virus came from, who funded it, and who covered it up. And who perpetrated this crap on us? Let's go to Donna in Annapolis. Donna, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hi. Um, I just wanted to let you know, along the lines of uh, hospitals getting paid for COVID, yes. that my husband works in, an, in emergency medicine, and he was required to go test a patient 
for COVID after they had passed away uh, from resuscitation. So when somebody passed away, even if they didn't die of COVID, they were asked to be tested positive for or tested for COVID. Then what happened? Well, you get paid for that. Of course, you got paid for it. So it yeah. goes on. He has to fill out the the death certificate, and that's on the death. Well, do you know any have any idea what the monetary amount that hospitals got for positive COVID death diagnoses? I'm sorry, I don't. But I don't okay. work in the business office. But I'm just letting you know it did happen. All right. Thank you, Don. I appreciate it. I know, and we know this. Uh, my my wife, or my, no, my sister, Lori, she has a friend whose uh, father died, um, and they said he died of COVID. Uh, he never even got tested for it. How would you like that on your on your family's death certificate that you died of COVID and you didn't have it? Talk about taking away their death from them. Stick around. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Uh, The president of Convention of States, Mark Meckler, joins us on the phone. Hello, uh, Mark. Welcome, and thanks for joining us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, let's talk about this. Uh, and I've, I've already been talking about this poll uh, you guys uh, did. Um, and I, sh- I started sharing it on Monday. A uh, new poll of voters say that they are not voting for candidates who support Democrat policies preventing police from effectively dealing with violent crime. I would assume that all of the videos we've been seeing for the last six years of uh, smash and grab robberies, uh, most ultimately this last weekend, I guess kind of one of the zeniths of this, this uh, has been the... Uh, the trashing of the Wawa store in Philadelphia and the descent of Philadelphia, the latest Democrat enclave uh, to descend into the pits of hell. Uh, tell us about the survey and what people are saying about what they're sick of in this country. You, you know what I think is interesting about the survey? So the number that you named at 77.6% say they wouldn't vote for people who are helping the police or forcing the police to put people back on the streets after committing violent crimes. The number's actually much higher than that. And this is, we actually, in a way, Rob, I feel a little bit bad about this. We sort of fudged it. And what I mean by that is the number is actually 96.7%. What? It's just, it, it was so high that the way that the question divided, you had two answers. One said they're not likely at all to vote for those people, and the other said not very likely. So when you combine those two, it's 96.7% wow. say that they're not very likely or not likely at all to vote for people who support policies that prevent police from detaining violent people. Now, I mean, those are huge numbers, but... Dear Lord. But no no kidding, right? I mean, who is actually going to say, oh, well, we want the police to put violent criminals back on the streets? The disconnect is that people still vote for people who are going to vote to put violent criminals back on the street. So, you know, if you yeah. if you look at the way Democrats vote, they vote to put people in office who are going to put violent criminals on the streets. And that's the problem that we have. There's a disconnect between what people actually believe when you ask them about the issues and how they actually vote. Uh-huh. So if you look at this by party, you've got 60 percent of Democrats saying they wouldn't vote for those people, but almost all of them are. Yeah. Now, this is a kind of an aha moment for me because um, uh, with regard to uh, uh, Democrats, um, generally, w- w- sorry, I, I just I, I just got distracted. The dog just walked in the door. I apologize. Shut the door, please. Um, 
But as far as, you know, people, people I think universally, thank you. Uh, I, I do my show from home, by the way, Mark. I didn't know if you know this. You know, uh, I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. What? I have two Great Danes and a shepherd uh, here. Yeah. So I'm laughing because that happens here regularly. Thank God I'm uh, not on camera right now. Yesterday I saw Benny Johnson, who does some Newsmax stuff. His little girl walks into the studio while he's doing In the middle of a great point, his daughter walks in. <laughs> so, um, but you know, you're, you're talking about uh, 60% of Democrats. Uh, and this is why so many Democrats are not debating this season. This is why Katie Hobbs is not debating uh, um, uh, Carrie Lake in Arizona. This is why John Fetterman has agreed to a debate after, I mean, a month into early voting in Pennsylvania against Dr. Oz, because they know they're going to get curb stomped on this issue and others, and it clearly is resonating, and if they're on the record in a debate trying to defend this stuff, that's a campaign ad. Yeah, I think that is correct, and I think this is interesting. I, I would call it a Joe Biden strategy. If you think about how Joe Biden got elected president, he had the excuse of COVID, but essentially he stayed locked in his basement the entire time. So I think candidates are looking at that, and their advisors are telling them, look, it worked for Biden. You're better off if you're not out there. You're better off not debating. So let's just wow. keep you in the basement. And, I, you know, it's working for some, but I'm starting to see the effects, and I think we're going to see some Republicans win specifically because the Democrats won't debate. Well, listen to this. As far as uh, Fetterman, um, he has taken mentions of Black Lives Matter off of his website. Kind of interesting because uh, Black Lives Matter we're now finding is a giant uh, Ponzi scheme. It's a joke. Uh, a lot of money has gone towards mansions. Nothing has gone to the people it's supposed to uh, fix. So he's gotten rid of that. Then you also have this. Uh, Mehmet Oz has apparently he is in striking distance uh, of, um, and this according to us, uh, a Fox News poll, uh, uh, with 45 to 41 Fetterman over Oz. So it's clearly hitting home that Fetterman not only has cognitive issues, but he is a radical leftist. Your thoughts? He is a radical leftist. And, you know, all of our polling we do with Trafalgar, I think Trafalgar calls this yeah. race now two points apart. Yeah. Uh, and I think he he's predicting now that Oz is going to continue to trend up and that Fetterman's going to trend down. Uh, Fetterman has the boat anchor around his neck at this point. I think he's going down. I don't I don't think he's capable of making it all the way to Election Day. Yeah, when he uh, when he said during the, uh, the uh, presser the other day and they asked about the lump on his neck and he said, what hump? And uh, just like in uh, Marty Feldman and uh, Young Frankenstein. Uh, and that's another thing. Has anybody investigated the giant lump on the back of his head? Yeah, and the answer is no. And he won't reveal his medical records, which is outrageous. Uh, look, this is a guy who had a very serious stroke. They said it almost killed him. This is a guy with other health issues. The public deserves to know before they go to vote who they're putting in office. Is he even going to make it until his next election? And I think it's possible that he's got very serious health complications he doesn't want us to know about. I think it's a, it's a damn shame and, and out of humanity. And I mean this. I mean, I could give a rat's behind about John Fetterman, but dear God in heaven, Somebody tell him, take a break. If you want to live a long life, you've got to do something about your health. And they are just like so many, including, I'll just go ahead and say, our first lady, Jill Biden, putting office in front of health. It is clear that Joe Biden is uh, has got massive cognitive issues. He recognized a woman who died literally two months ago yesterday during a presser. And, and honestly, it's, it's just, have you done any polling on this? 
Yeah, look, we've done polling on not on that issue broadly, but on President Biden. And what we've been told by the American public is the majority of the American public don't believe he's mentally competent to be the president of the United States. I just read a poll that was 56 percent. This uh, poll that I read a little while ago, about 56 percent of all of us believe he's not cognitively up to the uh, job of doing president. And at at what point is it 57 percent? Is it 61 percent that we say he's got to go? He's got to be removed from office. Honestly, I've never seen anything like this, where a party would forsake humanity, uh, et cetera, for keeping someone in office. Uh, clearly, the reason they want to keep him in office is because he will say anything they want him to say and sign anything they want him to sign. There's, there's yeah, well, if, but if yesterday's any indication or that press conference, sometimes he says things they don't want him to say as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, now, you are uh, the president of Convention of States. Uh, I look at what's happening in the country. Uh, we have a divide in the country. There are many. If I had my druthers, I would say, okay, go to your corners. Go to California. If you are a, a socialist, go to California. Go to New York. Go to whatever. Uh, and, and within a year, you will be begging to come back in. You will be uh, streaming to get across the border. You won't have enough to eat. Your lights will be gone. Uh, and, and Venezuela is what you'll become. Convention of States... Tell us about the effort and what a convention of states could do to rewrite uh, the country. Uh, I mean, okay. not like write, like to write physically, but to write like a ship, the country. Yeah, look, and I think you're directly over the target. The reason that we can live in a country together when we don't like each other, when we have different ideologies and different ideas about how we should run our lives it's called federalism, and yes. this is what it was designed for. If you think about the convention in 1787, those men didn't like each other. The states didn't trust each other. They had almost gone to war against each other before the revolution, but they knew that they needed to live together for reasons of existential threat. There were foreign nations that were a threat to them, much like it is today. Yeah. And today, we're no different. Human nature hasn't changed. We don't like each other all that much. If you're in New York, you generally don't like people in Alabama and vice versa. And this is true all over the country, regionally and state by state. And so the method for living together in that situation is federalism, where we say, look, California can be loony left and guys like Mark who don't want to live there anymore can leave and go to Texas like I did. Good. But if we have a centralized government that tells us, it tells all of us what to do and that we all have to live according to one set of rules, the country is going to rip itself apart. Yeah. So convention of states is using Article 5 of the Constitution to call a convention to propose amendments to restore federalism, to give the power back to the states, to impose term limits, to impose a balanced budget amendment, and to do away with things like the Department of Education and Energy and to get the federal government out of the business of health care. These are things the federal government should have never done, and the states can do it just fine on their own. And if we go back to that, maybe, just maybe, we can live together. Now, how, how close are we getting to the possibility of a convention of states? I think we're getting very close. So it takes 34 states to call. So far, 19 states have passed the resolution. Gotcha. But here's the important number. 31 states today have both houses controlled by Republicans. Boom. Yeah, so we're almost to the 34. Honestly, by the end of this cycle, I think we'll be at 33 houses. Wow. Uh, 33 states with both houses controlled. And 
I can guarantee almost in next year is an off year election in Virginia. Virginia is going to flip the Senate and that'll make both of their houses controlled by Republicans. Wow. And we'll be at the magic 34. So I think we're getting really close to getting this done. I think that uh, these state races in these uh, um, uh, going on around the country, uh, for instance, um, uh, for instance, the uh, governor um, in uh, in uh, not only Maryland, Dan Cox, don't know how, uh, you know, how we'll see. We'll see who, who there could be a miracle. But uh, like Doug Mastriano has a real shot at it. Um, yep. What are you seeing as far as state polling versus national polling? National polling is always going to skew wicked left. What are you are you seeing races in states tightening up? Oh yeah, absolutely. Look, I think one of the things, if you want to know what the harbinger is for our national politics, look at what's going on in the state legislatures. They always lead the way. If you look at last cycle, 2020, 164 seats in state legislatures across the country flipped from blue to red. And remember, that's a year that's not a red wave. Now we're in more of a red wave year. I think we're going to see more seats than that flip. Uh, we're getting close to 2,000 seats having flipped roughly, I think, since uh, 2010, since the Tea Party movement era. Yeah. I mean, the numbers are absolutely extraordinary, and we work in all 50 states. Our folks are out there on the ground. Yeah. We will participate in over 450 state legislative elections around the country. So to me, when I look at what's going on the ground closest to the people, it is a red wave that's taking place over a decade. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, I'll just, I'm just going to tell you, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. And I'm going to cackle, and I'm going to stand on the figurative bodies of, of liberal policies that have absolutely failed on November the 9th. I really believe that. I think people are pissed off. Uh, they have had enough. I, I, I really, uh, my expression, that the, the, the one that I, my mantra now is, we're done. We're done with the transgender nonsense. We're done with the CRT nonsense. We're done with it. I'm a Gen Xer. I think you are as well. We never were raised with racism. We, we were past that. We watched uh, Schoolhouse Rock. We watched Sesame Street. We didn't think twice about it. We watched Roots, Roots on television. We watched, uh, you know, All in the yep. Family. We also watched the Jeffersons. I love George Jefferson. Dear God in heaven, I dressed like J.J. Walker. I was a white kid from Iowa. What the <laughs> hell? Uh, and honestly, who, great American melting pot. Dear God. And they brought up all this crap, and they divided it. And you know the one thing they, they forgot, Mark? The the, the, the class of 1968, the Marxist utopians, the one thing that they weren't able to do is make us all hate America. And that's what's going to cause them to do a face plant this November. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think this is a wider wave. It's actually a worldwide wave. The blowback against woke is beginning. If you look at what's going on in Europe right now, uh, Italy, Georgia, Maloney, yes, yes. she just was elected prime minister. Man, if you listen to her, she is a passionate partisan of God, family, culture, and life. Yeah. She's just elected in a right-leaning coalition. The EU is going insane. They're trying know, to figure out how to stop her, how to stop <laughs> Orban. The right is ascendant in Europe yeah, today because yeah. they've gone even further with woke, and they've had it. And you're yeah. going to see the same thing happening here in the United States the blowback is just beginning. This is uh, fascinating, Mark, and I hope that we can uh, we can talk at length further. I, I do believe that we're at a point that the Democrats are going to get slaughtered in such a profound fashion that they have to uh, either uh, blow up and reinvent the party or just fade into the uh, the rearview mirror of history because they've really bleeped themselves while they were bleeping the American people. I, I believe this. Uh, Mark, thanks for the uh, the time today, man. I appreciate your input. Uh, where can people find, obviously, conventionofstates.com? right conventionofstates.com is the place if they want to follow me personally they can go to markmeckler.com all right my brother have a glorious day well, let's get you on again a couple times before the election shall we 
Sounds good. God bless you, Rob. You too, bro. Uh, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right. So uh, before the end of the show, we have a new parody. If you haven't heard it about... Uh, Liars on the storm about uh, global warming, blaming uh, climate change for hurricanes and whatnot. I want to mention a couple things here uh, real quick. Uh, First of all, there was a good deal of talk yesterday about uh, this uh, artist. Her name's Lizzo. And she's this uh, rap uh, singer. And uh, and I've heard a couple of her songs. My daughter, you know, she'll listen to the, uh, let her have the radio and listen to Spotify on the way home. And she's she's really brilliant. I mean, she twerks and all that, whatever. I don't find that particularly... uh, Pleasant, you know, if you saw her. But anyway, because I'm not into that Rubenesque thing. But uh, but she's she's actually very 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 good, and she sounds a lot like there's another singer named Estelle, real similar, and uh, kind of moves between rap and, and singing. And she also plays a flute. Nobody knew she played the flute. So yesterday she went to the National Archives. She got to play a 200 year old flute that I guess belonged to James Madison. And here she is. I believe this is in. It's if it's not the Capitol Rotunda, it's, it's one of the uh, main buildings on the on Capitol Hill, playing a little bit. I want you to listen to this because it's beautiful. It, I mean, it really all joking aside, it's beautiful. This is uh, Lizzo playing a flute, a crystal flute given to James Madison. <laughs> There is no denying beauty like that. There's no denying it. Absolutely stunning. Then I had a question yesterday. I'm not a big sports guy. I don't even know this. But yesterday, Aaron Judge hit the 61 home run of his season, which tied him with Roger Maris. Now, I was a little bit put out by this because in 1998, I went to see Mark McGuire hit his 62nd in St. Louis. So he beat Maris's records, and Maris's son was about 30 rows in front of me on the first base line. So when I heard this last night, I was a little surprised. And the 3-2. Joe deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs. The most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. And that's where the confusion was. American League, National League. So I thought that because of the steroid controversy, Mark McGuire's record had been erased. Or there was an asterisk on it. Regardless, it's a massive achievement. Massive, massive, massive achievement. And because it is a fresh parody, I want to play it one more time before the end of the show about hurricanes and climate change. Climate change making storms bigger and more costly. Climate change is ravaging the coast. Now with climate change and these extreme warm waters. Climate change intensifying hurricanes. And they say climate change is supercharging storm systems like this one. Liars on the storm. This is Jim Gossett as John Kerry. Liars on the storm. And Al Gore later in the show. You'll hear it. We blame the hurricane on fake climate change. We're liars on the storm. 
We say the earth's too warm. Yeah, it was cold in the 70s, right? And that somehow caused the storm. Yeah, it's climate change. Global warming is our scheme to achieve our Marxist dream. We're liars on the storm. Yeah, this is pollution. <sighs> sure. Me and my friend Al Gore. We're dishonest to the core. I've spread lies everywhere to become a billionaire. Watch my net worth soar. <laughs> He's a billionaire. A pair of frauds we are, and Joe made me climate czar. We're liars on the storm. There it is. If you want to hear that, by the way. Liars on the stone. Listen to today's podcast. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms. Back to wrap things up in a sec. Hands clasped, knees bent for the people of Florida in the path of the storm and those who've already been affected by it. I'll give you all the details on that tomorrow and how you can contribute and help out. Have a glorious evening. God bless you, your families, the people of Florida, the unborn. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.